Hello and welcome to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug. I'm the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church. We're based out of Shelton, Washington. We're a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Gathered and gifted by the Holy Spirit, Faith is a beloved, inclusive community. We're striving to grow closer to and more like Jesus for the sake of the world. I want to thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. This is the third sermon podcast in a series on the Ten Commandments, and so we're looking at the third commandment today. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Turns out that Sabbath is a pretty big deal in the Bible, so we'll start uh, today with exploring what the Sabbath is and why God gives it to us. Then we're going to take a look at what the small catechism has to say, and we'll consider what Sabbath keeping means for us today, including what COVID-19 is teaching us about work and about rest. There'll be some takeaways. There's a Faith 5 handout, as well as a small catechism resources available at our website, www.faithshelton.org. So let's dive in, shall we? And we're going to uh, read the third commandment. It shows up twice in the Bible, once in Exodus chapter 20, and again in Deuteronomy chapter 5. First, from Exodus chapter 20, beginning at verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The third commandment in Deuteronomy chapter 5 is similar, but has a few differences. Here the Bible says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And then in the small catechism, the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. What does this mean? It means we are to fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching or God's word, but instead keep that word holy and gladly hear and learn it. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's do a little history of the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day. Observe the Sabbath day. Practice Sabbath. Learn the rhythm of Sabbath. The word Sabbath has its root in the Hebrew. Uh, it just means to, to cease labor, to stop. And it's related to the number seven. And so in Genesis 2-2, God ceases working in the midst of creating the heavens and the earth. After six days, the seventh day, God rests. God observes a Sabbath. And so the Exodus Ten Commandments explain that in this way, God made the seventh day holy. So we honor God and we make the seventh day holy 
by resting. God later institutes Sabbath-keeping with the Israelites in the Exodus wilderness. God provides them manna from heaven for six straight days, but every seventh day there's no manna because it's to be a day of rest. Six days you shall labor, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh, your God. Sabbath was to be a rhythm for community life, economic life, and worship life. So in Deuteronomy, Sabbath was a sign of the promise that Israel was no longer a slave, not to Pharaoh, not to God or Moses, nor anyone else. Slaves work every day. You take a day off. It was also a warning against those who might be tempted to abuse power, a reminder that God hates slavery. Sabbath was for people, for animals, for the land, for society. It was a weekly <laughs> pattern, but it was also a, a, a rhythm for, for health. Every seven years, the land should be left fallow for a year. And every 50 years, 70 times seven, declare a year of jubilee when all debts are canceled and all prisoners set free. Now, step back a moment and consider the whole idea of a seven-day week. Where and when did this come? Despite the Sabbath command, the Israelites do not appear to have had a consistent weekly calendar because no one did back then. It wasn't until the Babylonians in about 7th century BC, about the time that Jerusalem was occupied by Babylonians. So as the Babylonians introduced this seven-day week to the Jewish folks, well, it makes perfect sense because God had used a seven-day week already, the time of creation, seven-day week in the wilderness. Seven-day week was Yahweh's plan all along. It just it took the Babylonians um, to come along and make it official. But certainly by Jesus' day, centuries after the Babylonians, this weekly rhythm of Sabbath had become central to Jewish life. And they had strict rules about observing the Sabbath, what it looked like, and especially any form of work was prohibited. And so they had rules about how you could only walk so far or lift so much or do a certain amount of housework. So when Jesus begins his ministry and he begins healing people on the Sabbath, well, folks get all wound up. But of course, Jesus was not against Sabbath keeping, but he was against the, this, this, strict, um, this strict view of Sabbath. The, the people of God were missing the point. The Sabbath was supposed to be a sign of freedom, not just an excuse for more rules. God opposes slavery, the seven days a week kind and the one day a week kind. And God is not subject to the Sabbath, for God created it. And so that's why Jesus heals on the Sabbath, declares himself to be Lord of the Sabbath. And then he teaches the Sabbath is made for people, not the other way around. So even as Jesus pokes at the rigidity of Sabbath practices of the day, he also upholds the Sabbath, lives in a rhythm of Sabbath. He regularly goes off to quiet places to pray. He spends time with other people, doing nothing, eating meals. He even takes a 40-day sabbatical, Sabbath, in the wilderness. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest, Jesus says. 
I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus came to show us the Sabbath. And so when we practice Sabbath, we grow closer to and more like Jesus. Jesus is raised from the dead on Easter Sunday morning. And so the early church started talking about Sunday as the Lord's Day, even as the eighth day of creation. And so for the early church, the first day of the week became the holy day. And in part, this was a way to differentiate religious groups, right? The Christians meet on Sundays and the Jewish folk meet on Saturdays wanted to continue to honor the Sabbath, but understanding that the Sabbath keeping was more about holy worship and rest than it was about a certain day of the week, because every day of the week is a gift from God, a holy and precious gift. Well, by the time of the Reformation in the early 16th century Germany, a lot of what had passed for holy rest in the Christian church was really a bunch of busy work. Society in Germany at that time revolved around the church calendar, but not just going to church on Sunday and Christmas and Easter. No, there were festivals and church services for just about every day of the month, commemorating some saint or another. And folks were told that the way you get to heaven was you, you attend Mass as much as you can, and you buy the relics and you support the local parish. Religion had become a full-time job, and it had nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ and hearing God's word. And that's what drove Martin Luther crazy. He wanted to get the church back to basics. Keeping a Sabbath for Luther meant making sure that you hear God's word. And it's so important that you should give one day a week to hearing, learning, and teaching God's word. You you listen to a good sermon and then you talk about it with your family. You talk about it with your friends. Come up with ways to apply God's word to the week ahead. That's what it means to keep the Sabbath holy. And how you keep the Sabbath holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And Sabbath continues to have broad implications for our lives. Let me give you seven major themes for today. Uh, First, Sabbath rest reflects our identity That is, every human being, regardless of gender, race, faith, were created in the image of God. And as God worked six days and then rested on the seventh, we too, made in God's image, were made to work and create and produce for six days, but also observe a weekly Sabbath break from our labors. Related, the secondly, uh, Sabbath serves as a reminder that we are not what we do. We are not slaves. Our worth and our value measured not by how much we accomplish or achieve, but by who and whose we are. Third, Sabbath keeping fosters humility. For God's sake, take a day off every once in a while. You really aren't that important. Fourth, Sabbath reveals false gods and idols. In olden days, Sabbath moved us away from worshiping the sun and the moon and the planets. Today, Sabbath moves us away from worshiping success and busyness and workaholism and consumerism. Fifth, Sabbath cries out for justice. 
Sabbath cries out for justice, human justice, uh, climate justice, economic justice, right? Uh, God is a champion of human rights. That's why we have, and the Sabbath serves as a sign that God is opposed to oppression, slavery, racism, sex trafficking, discrimination. Sabbath is a sign that God wills for the land to be healthy and that we are to be good stewards of land, water, and natural resources. God declared a year of jubilee for forgiving debts and setting prisoners free. So Sabbath is a sign, a reminder to all of us that we are to pursue economic justice and make sure that we recognize and and address economic disparities in our nation and in our world. Sixth, Sabbath serves as a model for healthy for healthy work and play, a rhythm of hearing God's word, teaching our children, applying God's teaching to our daily lives in our work and in our rest. There's a quote out there about how movies are just stories about real life with the dull parts taken out. Many of us notice that it's in the dull parts, that Sabbath is a dull part. And in the dull parts, we hear God's word. We have time to listen to God speak to us. Seventh, Sabbath provides language for recovery. That is to say this, the Bible understands that the world was meant for a Sabbath rhythm of freedom and work and stewardship and rest. When we abuse the Sabbath, when things get out of whack, creation and people suffer. And so in a lot of ways, COVID-19 has been a sort of forced Sabbath rest. So even as we grieve the loss of life and community of the past year, I hope we learn something from this enforced Sabbath rest as well. I hope we don't just go back to the way things were, bowing down again to the gods of busyness and consumption. Maybe we can learn a new Sabbath rhythm, one that honors God, one that honors one another and honors our planet. Let me leave you with three takeaways today. The first, there's a joke about the newlyweds who were given a brand new washer and dryer as a wedding gift, but they were warned that these were Jewish appliances because they don't work on the Sabbath. The point being, don't let all the things run together. Take a Sabbath, observe a Sabbath, schedule dull moments. (laughs) Make sure that you waste time on a regular weekly basis. Author Wayne Mueller reminds us of what he calls the stunning principle undergirding Sabbath time, that God does not want us to be exhausted. God wants us to be happy. Second takeaway is specifically for you who are retired. The saying goes that the only difference between working people and retired people is that working people get get days off. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And so I want to challenge you retired folks uh, to consider how you can build Sabbath into your retired routine. Set aside a day a week and moments in your day uh, without the doctor's appointments, without the housework, without the uh, piddling around in the shop, whatever it might be. Set aside intentional times during the week for rest and renewal in God's word. And the third takeaway is to simply underscore that small catechism emphasis of spending time in God's word. Once a week, you should set aside time for consideration of of scripture, of the Bible, of a podcast, of a worship service. 
but this extends to daily Sabbath practices. How can you create spaces of Sabbath in your home? How can you create moments of Sabbath in your day-to-day life? How can you create Sabbath between Zoom meetings? We have the Faith Five practice for families to spend 10 minutes at the end of the day to, to share highs and lows, to center one another, and to close the day with a blessing. That's a Sabbath moment. Many of you uh, begin your day with Christ in our home and a cup of coffee. That's a Sabbath moment. And then there's our own Burt Woods. He has what he calls the Burt Principle, Bible Everyday Reading Time. Faith Five, Christ in Our Home, the Burt Principle. These are all Sabbath practices. Well, that's what I got for you this week on the Third Commandment. I want to thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, like us, sign up for our mailing list at our website, www.faithshelton.org. I want to thank Chaz and Emily for their production work. I'm grateful for the privilege of doing podcasts like this and working among the people of Faith Lutheran Church. Now let's pray for what we talked about today. Oh God, you command us to keep the Sabbath holy. May we so fear and love you that we do not neglect your word and the preaching of it, but regard it as holy and gladly hear and learn it. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I'll leave you with a lovely Sabbath invitation from the Lord of the Sabbath, our Lord Jesus Christ, who says this to you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Amen.